What's good? Welcome to First Spring Podcast. On today's edition of First Spring Podcast, we are going to look at what happened between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Washington Commanders today. Also, we are presented by Bet Rivers. Make sure you download the Bet Rivers app or go to www.betrivers.com. We're going to look at the Washington Mystics do or die game versus the Seattle Storm. We got three picks for you coming from different realms and different places, all designed to help you wake up and make some money. Uh, uh, let's go. Welcome back to First Green Podcast presented by Bet Rivers. Make sure you download that Bet Rivers app or go to www.betrivers.com. You must be 21 years or older to play. We're going to bring in a squad and our special guest for the day. Let's start off with Sid, Stats and Facts. What's good, Sid? What's good? What's good? In here. Chilling, chilling, chilling. Hey, <laughs> let's bring in the happiest person in the building today because Commander's lost. And what's up, man? <laughs> Slow down, sir. Slow down. <laughs> hey, and our guest today, we got Dump Truck Don. What's good, sir? Mr. <laughs> yeah. How about them apples? Good, How about them apples? Don, always looking DCD. sharp, bro. Always looking sharp, don't trick Don, man. Listen, did you like the picture we put on the thumbnail? No, I didn't see it. Oh, come on, bro. Come on, Brody. I tagged you in it. All right, listen. Uh, let's say what's up to everybody in the chat. Bruce Glass was good first in the building, as always. Gold Caps is in the building with us. We appreciate you, bro. Uh, he was, uh, yes, Gold Caps, you actually was second in the building. Our guy Droop's in the building. Droop's always in the building, right? Hey, check it up. Uh, Drew's always in the building. I don't know what you're doing, got going on over there. At Hawk TV's in the building. Hey, said you know what's coming next, right? I thought we banned Kyle. No, we did not ban Kyle. And I got some breaking news. You ready for this breaking news? I believe Kyle will be our guest next week. Oh boy, on Saturday, that's right, on a college football Saturday. I believe we're going to have Kyle with us. Uh, we're going to stay tuned for that. So, you know, Cal going to help y'all make some money, cash and checks, play some bets and cash and checks, you know. Uh, who else is in the building? Uh, we just was talking a lot of stats and facts there. Clarence said, what's up, Don? Troopy. Drewy High alumni. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Bowie High alumni. So, listen, the commanders fall. Um, Again. Chiefs today. 24-14. Mm. Um, Patrick Mahomes came out slicing, dicing. He was 12 for 19, 162 yards, eight and a half yards average. Two tutties, two tutties. Uh, first two drives, you know what I mean? Just right down the field, aided by a couple of penalties. Don, what did you see on those first two drives uh, from the offense? Mm, mm, mm. You don't want to hear this. Uh, we- <laughs> This is what we need. Two starting quarterbacks in the preseason. Zero punts. Third down efficiency. Nine of 15 on defense. Three of 10 on offense. Seven penalties for 75 yards. Yep. They sucked. Um, The best thing I saw was Brian Robinson, who I think has secured his spot as the starting uh, running back and that means that your boy Antonio Gibson uh, or Matt Jones Jr. as some people like to call him will be starting the kick return take the kick return slot and as a backup running back he is a football player I'm not not with that one yet Don I'm not I'm not set to say that Brian Robinson is running back number one just due to the fact that J.D. McKissick didn't play today Right? J.D. So, McKissick is not a starting running back. Dude. But, but that's what I'm saying. He's the, he's the gadget guy. 
But you can't have you can't have Antonio playing first, second, and third down, where you got Brian Robinson who could play that first down, and then you got Jay, uh, then you got Antonio McGissick, uh, Antonio Gibson for third down and second down when you want to pass the ball. That because that's the role they used them in the day. Antonio Gibson will be a gadget guy, a little bit more used than J.D. McKissick. That is the way things seem to be flowing at this point because he is not an every down back. He never has been. Not uh-huh. even in college. I like him as a runner. Today. He's not a runner. He don't go through holes. He ain't got the vision to see to make cutbacks and all that stuff. He was never a running back. He was always a player in college. They draft him as a project, and they turn him into a running back. He got 1,000 yards last year in 17 games, but he fumbled, like, what, six times? My man. Dude, he is not what you want as your bell cow back. Brian Robinson is the guy that you want to be your number one back. And Antonio Gibson needs to come off the bench and spell him, and he could be your change of pace running back for, like, uh, second down, third down sometimes – or when your boy just need a break. So, yeah. Yeah, that's basically it. Antonio Gibson is now the number two guy. And uh, J.D. McKissick is, is your third down guy. Said, I got some stats for you. I got some I got some stats for you, Said. And I know you got to go back and watch the game. So, I'm just going to give you these, these, these stats right here, right? I'm but looking at some for uh, Say that again. Two carries for three yards or something like that? Uh, no. Antonio no. Gibson? Huh? What? No, no, no. No, uh, for thirty-seven. Mm. I, I'm actually, I was actually going to give him some some defensive stats here mm. that I pointed out on on uh, on the warpath when he was on his live stream. All right, so at the time, Jamin Carter for the Chiefs Who? had Jamin Carter for the Chiefs. He was a he's a a linebacker. He had four tackles, three solo, and uh, Josh Williams for the Chiefs. Uh, cornerback had four tackles, three solo. All right. And l- you notice Ant smiling the whole time, right? Uh, our leading tackler today was Cameron Curl, six tackles, five solo. As a safety. As the safety. He's right? the last line of defense. Hey, hey. There what he is. There he is. So hey. with that with that being said, um uh said and and uh, y'all, y'all yes, tell yes, us. Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and start. Uh, uh, I, I did watch the highlights, and I will say this: I said the defensive line was what we had to watch, and I seen one of the plays when McCombs threw a sideline, a sideline pass. I'm side arm, excuse me, a side arm pass, and I seen a bunch of people standing there looking at it. That I, I lie to you not. I seen I seen a bunch of people standing there looking at him, and then like, okay, he gonna throw the ball. Whoa, wait a minute! Well, it's like they just stopped rushing. He moved to the left. Everybody stopped rushing. I mean, what are we doing? And then I watched the two touchdowns. I watched the two touchdowns that he tossed. One of them was defense. The other one, I don't know what they were doing in the other one. Again, you had a bunch of defensive players on the defensive line standing around watching Mahomes like they was amazed, amazed at what he was doing out there on the field. That's what it looked like. So I can only imagine what the other drive looked like, you know. So so one of my points, like I said, one of my points into this game was the defensive line had to be the point of emphasis. I actually right. thought I actually thought Kansas City would only play one series. Y'all heard me say that. I right. thought Kansas City played one series. We're pulling everybody else off because we don't want nobody to get hurt before the season starts. Yeah. Contrary to popular belief. They played three, like you said. <laughs> Roger Smith. Roger Smith says the defense sucks. The defense is the worst in the league. And if you think this is a ten-plus win, uh, winning, winning game team, uh, you're delusional. Take off the burgundy and gold glasses, and you'll see the team sucks. And yes, stupid. Go, sir. Go, sir. Go. So you're telling me there's a chance? Is that what you're telling me? Six and eleven. What the chance is? I have no idea. It's a chance to be terrible or a chance to be terrible or I don't know. I'm just looking <laughs> at stats here, guys. I'm just looking at stats here, guys. Um, 
you know, shout out to Kirby, who was very funny with the go, you know, go Chargers, go. And, and I'm just looking at stats here. Uh, two for 53, one for 30, one for 27. That sounds like a bunch of chunk yards that their receivers got. And things we talked about, three for, what did you say, Don? Three for 10 on, on third down. What was that? Three for 10 on offense on third down. Yes, on three offense. out of 10. And nine out of 15 on defense. You know, the things we talked about was how soon was, you know, Carson Wentz going to be able to connect with these receivers and get out of the way so that these other guys can battle for who's going to be the backup and who's going to the practice squad. Looking at the numbers, it looked like y'all's best quarterback was Sam Howell. So you guys got a lot to work on, but, you know, it'll be an interesting season. No, well, I'm gonna go back because I was. I'm sorry, I was obeying my thirst with Sprite, so I'm gonna accept my Sprite and let you guys continue to lament your team. Oh. <laughs> hey, listen, if you mess around with Ant, you better have a dictionary close to you because my boy got some words for you. you oh, lament. lament, lament your team, right? Hey, uh. Uh, it's preseason. Relax. Yeah, Paulie hit us with the relax and say, y'all bugging. It's preseason. Relax. Hey, Paulie been telling me relax all day. And I've been stressing. Paulie, no, I've been stressing because the one thing that I don't like about this team is the linebackers. We have two coaches that are, are linebackers by nature and, and, and JDR and uh, Riverboat Ron. And it That's just seems result. like Yep, yep. And it just seems like yes. that that uh it's neither one of them want to pull the trigger on a good linebacker when they need to. You know, it's like you sabotage the team from the from the middle of the defense. So uh this is my I, question though, to to that in, in all situations. So we got we down to three games in preseason. So this was the, the show game. Am I, I mean, right? Yeah, next but week, these guys next week, we don't guys, know what it is. Next week, next week, these guys aren't playing. So now the only hope is that that practice that we said didn't matter is going to have to matter a whole lot more. And so my question to Paulie with that is when when should we stop relaxing? When should we start bug, stop bugging and it be like a reality of what we got going on? That's all Me I'm too. saying is it. Gotta pay Me attention too. to this stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. Week two is what he told me. He told me week two, he said, uh, do things need to be cleaned up? Yes. But he says, do things need to be cleaned up? But today was good work. Absolutely, I believe it was good work because and, and that's why I was sort of looked when I looked at it, I was excited about us playing Kansas City in week two because of what Andy Reid gives you to work with. Like you know, I always say Andy Reid brings speed. His his offensive philosophy is speed, and he has receivers going all over the place. It's the perfect test for your secondary. And today we saw that they needed to hug, hug the the wide receivers a little more, especially when Patrick Mahomes broke contain. Because Don, as you saw, I'm coming to you, Don. That's where, like, they, they would have good coverage, and he would move, and they would lose contact. Go ahead, Don. They did not stop Patrick Mahomes on any drive. They did not. And they did not score on their uh, starters either. They did not. They did, look like trash. Did they make? Did they make him move around the pocket at all? Yes. And did okay. he get away as usual? Yes. Yes, it's Patrick Mahomes. Did He's a magician. Like the same Patrick Mahomes from the game they played in last year. Yes, but it, but it's it but, all come the same. Man, y'all yeah. y'all 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 talking like Patrick Mahomes my, is not my, the second favorite for the for the. Uh, he is a I mean, special player. We know this. We we uh, understand the preseason has done we nothing we, to stop anybody. We understand the preseason. But the thing is, we understand there's no scheming for Patrick Mahomes in the preseason. We understand that. It's gonna be vanilla, it's gonna be basic. We all understand that. But at some point, the defense has to show up and do what they're supposed to do. The offense has to show up and do what they're supposed to do, even for one drive. You know, if you don't show up for one drive with the starters on starters and y'all not practicing against nobody, so what do you what do you do pull out of this team? Is this the team you see in the regular season? Or is this the team you're going to see 
just for the preseason. You won't. They're gonna be seventeen and zero in practice. Let me, they let seventeen me and zero practice, sixteen in regular season. Let me ask you this. All right, you guys, you guys go to work, right? And they and your boss tells you, "Hey, I need you to grab that bucket." Go in there. It's an acre of land in there, and we'll go mop. And there's no water. There's no soap. And you go in there with a dry mop bucket, and you go trying to sweep the floor. You're going to come out of there. Your arm's going to be burning. You're going to work up a sweat. That's good work. Kind of. Not really. Listen, good work is, is indicative of the results that you get. It's not, not just good work. Yes, it is. No. No. Look, look. Sometimes you okay. You, I, I understand what you say. Do we think that our defense is prepared to stop Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs? No, but if you get a lot of learning points out of this, that's good work. If you see that they had good coverage and then Patrick Mahomes breaks contain and they lose contact with their wide receiver or they're not communicating on the back half when somebody runs through their zone and they play in the zone. That's good work because now you have coaching points where we had this. We got to stay glued to the wide receiver when this quarterback breaks contain, and then that's something for the defensive line to worry about containing mobile quarterbacks. You still have to show improve. Being glued to a receiver is playing nine yards off the ball. I don't understand We're going to get into that, that, that one. That's the, that's the defensive schemes you're talking about. That you're going to be glued to a receiver for playing Patrick Mahomes. You're not playing up front on the guy. You're playing nine yards. You're giving them a first down. They can run an in. They can run an out. They can run a slant. It don't matter what. They can run a button hook. Nine yards off the ball on first, second, or third down, no matter what the distance, is a completion, Joe. And that yep, is yep. where they have issues. Their defense has right. not changed. It's the same right. garbage from last year and the, the year same and the year right. before that, Same and the team. year before that, and the year before that, it's a constant thing with them. They don't play no defense on the wide receiver when they play up front and play man, Joe. They don't right. try to put them off the point. They, it's trash, Joe. I got you. Listen, it's time for us to do that thing that we do. We are two minutes past that time. It's time to play a little bit of who you got, all right? Uh, let's get it. So we got three games coming at you today. And our first game is WNBA style. The Washington Mystics take on the uh, Seattle Storm in a do-or-die game because it's a best-of-three series. They're down 0-1 to the Seattle Storm, <laughs> right? Can our girls make it back home? Right Here's the line. The Mystics plus four at minus 117 at plus 138 uh, for, that, uh, for the win line. The Storm, minus 4, minus 110, minus 175 with an over-under set at 161.5. And, a half. and um, I want to make sure that this line hasn't moved because my, my lines have been moving all day. Uh, and the under is minus 114. Yeah, we are good here. We're golden on this line, and all these lines are brought to you by Bet Rivers. Make sure you download the Bet Rivers app or go to www.betrivers.com. You must be 21 years or older to play. Don, you're our guest, man. Who you got? Where are they playing at? In Seattle, sir. So they playing? You tell me they got running a, a best of three, and the first two games are played in the same place. Yep. That ain't even even competition. And they are done, Joe. Now you know why the WNBA coaches don't like this new format. Because they're saying three, you gotta go to vice versa opposite city, Joe. It's because they're cheap. Or I guess I can't say they're cheap because they're being funded by by the by the NBA. And they have plenty of money to get them to places and stuff, but I guess the coaches and whoever is in charge of the WNBA decide, you know what, we're going to play the best two out of three, and the home team is the first two games. And the third game is the deciding game, and that would be somebody else. But, yeah, they suck. Uh, the, the, I'll go with Seattle. You're going with Seattle how? Uh, inner domination. No. <laughs> Spread, win. <laughs> you know what you get from Don. You know what yeah. you get from Don. Not a domination. Yeah, oh. a domination. 
Uh, Don got a special room in his house, but we're gonna talk about that on a different show. Yeah. All right. Hey, what you got? Worry about. First of all, shout out the Blueprint Cigar Lounge. I pulled up on them today, uh, so I can catch the games at the same time, and uh, and, and you know, I, I I got my cigars ready to go. But um, and you know what? I'm gonna admit that y'all peer pressured me. Mainly this guy. He peer pressured me. In the pick in the freaking mystics, and I'm not doing it this time. So I'm gonna ask you one more time. I'm gonna ask you one more time. Is this who does who does who who does who does Sue play for? Sue Bird, Seattle. Who does she play for? She Give played. me freaking Seattle, man. Minus one seventy five. This I don't. I just want it straight up. I'm holding to my convictions this time. You will not do the Jedi mind trick on me again. Hey, you know, see, they say the Jedi mind trick only works on Cowboys fans and weak-minded individuals. So take your pick. Which side do that line do you fall on? Say it. Who you got? Well, I mean, I had already given y'all the statistic on this game prior to y'all making that pick a few days ago. Uh, Seattle had won one, two out of three. Two. Seattle had won two out of three, and the two games they won was not close. So, again, I'm going to go ahead and take Seattle. To go ahead and get the little sweep on, and uh, let me let me let me get Seattle with the with the the money line and the under. To be money fair, it was close under. this time. Hey, oh, you didn't have to tell them because I'm about to remind money line and the under. You didn't have to tell them because I was about to remind them. Listen, this game was close. Uh, Elena Deladon, Elena Deladon put up a great performance, and I'm gonna tell you right now, Deladon is going to kill it this game. They're going back to D.C. for game for game three. So y'all get y'all tickets ready. Y'all get out there. Y'all support these girls when they come home. Give me the Mystics money line plus the 138. And I do like the over as well because Brianna Stewart's on the other other side of this thing, man. So give me give me the Mystics and the over. It's going to be a battle. But Della Donna's bringing us home. She's bringing us home this game right here. All right. <clears throat> So that just covered the WNBA for you. They flying Spirit Airlines back. Oh Lord, <laughs> yeah, they ain't got no leg room. There's no leg room for these ladies, man. Let's they check might out even the get them on a Greyhound and get home in four days. <laughs> the chat, right? The chat. Here we go. Mystics. Uh, Droopy said Mystics money line. Uh, we scout for preseason next week. Okay, that's Baltimore. Okay, okay. Uh, it was close. That's what Armand Brown said. Armand oh, Brown, again, man, you do look great in that suit right there, bro. Uh, I'm going to get back. We're going to get back to the commanders uh, right after we finish what we do here for uh, Bet Rivers. For Bet Rivers. All right. So last week we had a soccer game, right? And we brought y'all plus money all the way around. So if we did it once, let's do it again, Sid. Uh, Sid, you got us on this one right here. We got West Ham versus Brighton, right? A tie. A tie is plus 245. Um, uh, West Ham is plus 138, and Brighton is plus 218. I'm sorry, 215. And this number is the one that has changed on me. So I'm going to give you the actual numbers right now for this game right here. Uh, 140 is plus 143 for... West Ham to win, so even more money, and plus 215, which is still correct, and the tie is down to uh, plus 240. Now, let me give you a little insight onto this right here. Their last five matches have all gone down as ties. When there was a winner declared, it was Brighton. Both of these teams are playing to stay, uh, well, West Ham is playing to stay relevant because the bottom three teams in uh, get relegated down to a lower league, and West Ham has not had a, a win yet. Uh, they've had two ties, though. So they have zero wins, zero losses, and two ties, and they're in position number 19 out of 20 teams. And Britain is number five. They won their league last year, and they are one and one. So, Sid, who you got? Uh, I'm not going with no tie. I don't care if they came out to the last five. I'm going with the money. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to hang out with Kyle, and I'm going to cash some checks. Give me, give me Brighton in the, in the plus two fifteen for the W. Brighton in the plus two fifteen, and the for the W. All right, 
Uh, okay, and who you got? Well, Kyle didn't say nothing about no Brighton plus two fifteen. See, see what I'm saying? You see, this is the problem. Problem with Falcons fans. They did not assign. Okay, you are what you perpetually do, and they tie. Give me plus two forty five. Okay. <sighs> You are what you do, and give me West Ham going to the Gulag. That's what you you call it. <laughs> West Ham's going to the Gulag. They they dropping down. They fighting for their life to get back up to the Premier League. All right. They tie say, at two tie at two forty five. The, the tie at plus two forty five. Uh, Don, what would you like? The same sandwich? Yes, we're having a ham sandwich over here. Um. Tie for two forty-five, my friend, and I'll take the under on the points. I just one-one tie. You take it the under on the points. You like the one-one tie? I did forget to get it at two uh, at two and a half goals here. Um, hey, listen, I told y'all last time there are a lot of ways to bet um, soccer, mm-hmm. and um, y'all, y'all just have to go on to Bet Rivers. Y'all have to go on Bet Rivers and check it out. When you once you pick a soccer match and just those drop downs. They're, they're ridiculous. There's a lot of money to be made there, too. So uh, give me uh, the win line at that plus money for Brighton at 215. That's what I'm taking right now. Uh, I'm going to deny the science. Last week, I should have chosen a tie. This week, there will be a winner, and I'm taking that plus 215 there. Uh, what we got in the chat? What do we have in the chat? Same problem with Commanders fans. Falcons fans, okay. Well, they right. don't see reality. Hey, hey, cow, cow, passing out golf bets. I'm passing out soccer. As, uh, what you call it? Say it. Uh, soccer. There you go. There you go. All right, Aunt, you ready? Let's do it. All right. So here we're going to the UFC. Aunt, take us away, bro. All right. So, fellas, this this one, I, I thought it was easier than it was gonna be. But I had to go back and watch this. This is the part two between Usman and Edwards. All right. So just a little background for those of you who don't follow UFC. Uh, Usman is the welterweight champion. Uh, he he beat uh, Tyrone Woodley to win the championship in the most disrespectful fashion. It was a, a utterly disgusting uh, bout. And he's won 10 straight. Uh, he uh, beat Edwards, what is it, seven years ago now. Uh, by, by unanimous and you know he's probably been the best competition that he's had so Usman 170 world to weight he's dominant he wrestles like I mean he's just he's good all around at everything uh, this if there's money to be made you you need to probably put it on 275 on the Edwards only because he fought him good early and it gives him the opportunity to say hey you know maybe I've learned some more skill sets and he's already said, Edwards, that this is going to go a lot different than the first bout. It was close, but Usman was clearly just edging him out in every round. So if you want to do a safe bet and bet 360, you know, to, to, to win 100, do it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But if we're going to take, we're going to live on the wild side, it's only two, it's only 100 to win 275. You know what I'm saying? But I, I'm putting my safe money on Usman. Safe by, on Usman. There's wait, also by knockout. By knockout. Oh, there is oh there's by there's, knockout. There's also some money to be made in the rounds because under one and a half is plus three eighty. Under two and a half is plus two thirty-five. Under three and a half is plus one seventy. And under four and a half is plus one thirty. So there's still money to be made in the rounds if you do decide to go Usman. And then when when that decision comes in, you can make it up a little bit more. You understand what I'm saying? So say it. Who you got? Well, if using using said knowledge from uh, uh, young commentator below me today with all the big words, I'm gonna go with the plus money since you said the game the last match was close, and it could have went to the guy who who was competing to be with the what competing against the champ. So I'm gonna take that plus money and I'm gonna go with the underdog to pull up the upset. Any given night. Any given night in the land of USC. Don, who That's you got? Right. Usman. Usman. You got Usman. Do you you care to pick a round, Don? No. No. Okay. Well, uh, and, just like that. Let I'm, me let me just say this. So I'm I'm counting it up. We got one, two, three, four, five, six. Six of his last ten title defenses came by way of knockout or technical knockout. 
and two of his last three, if I'm not mistaken, were by knockout. So it's a great. It's, it seems like he was a little more of a wrestler in the beginning. He's he's got a little more pop here lately. So I, I will put my money on that knockout. Hey, well, I like that. Uh, I, I'm flirting between under two and a half rounds and uh, three and a half rounds. So I may just dump a little something on both of them, both of those rounds, right? And take Usman. No, no, give me, give me Edwards, give, give me Edwards, and and then I would, pl- I would, I would take the rounds. What, what round is going to go in? Uh, in, in uh, two or three. Probably sprinkle a little something on both of them, but I would be praying for that under two and a half to hit. So- <laughs> and and, a, and the one last and the one last fact that uh, my boy Warren, who owns the Blueprint Lounge, told me that I I forgot about. But Usman's out of Dallas as well. Oh, he's yeah, a boy. Now he's a Nigerian, but you know what I'm saying. But he he's out of Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Let's get back to some Commanders talk, shall we? Sure. Yes, sir. I like to give a to shout out to uh, Straw and Wool. Black owned company. They got these great hats like this one I got on right here. It's, um, it's known as the One Oak Collection. One of a kind. It's not another one like this one in the world. And they, they usually sell at 180 each. I got seven of these joints. They got a sale going on right now. And they got some of them at 125 nice. And I have a discount code, Don okay. W. So go check them out. They got a whole bunch of hats, but the one oaks are. So we got a lot of one oaks on sale this week, this weekend. So yeah. Can All you right. take it off and show me the top part of it? All right, pick. All right, say it's got I a like break. That. Yeah, I like that. I got you, say it. Yeah, I like that. That's smooth. Yeah, I'm a hat guy. I got a whole bunch of things. <laughs> yeah, I'm a hat guy. He's a hat guy. He's a hat guy. I got a, a, guy. Guy. I got a right. small in my closet. <laughs> so we're going to get back to the commanders now. Um, let's talk a little, a little bit more. Uh, so, Don, our defensive line, like I was saying, I only saw pressure coming from Montez, right? I, and I said this on Corey's stream as well. I only saw the pressure coming from Montez. I didn't see Allen flash today. I didn't see Payne flash today. Uh, Allen was taking on a lot of double teams, and I didn't see anybody else flash. Did you see anybody flash? Shaka Tony. Well, that was after the starters was out. After the starters was out, right? Did anybody. You said anybody. That's true. But, uh, you know, I'm looking at the starters. Like, what are they doing? Montez no. looked like he was he's doing his thing, man. But it, it's 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 a line, it's four people. The line and if three of them are occupying extra people, somebody gotta get free. And Montez might have been able to get free both times. So yeah, he might know a few more moves, but then again, they just got rid of the defensive line coach, which was probably trash. Uh a carryover. I don't know. I can't say nothing. I'm not I don't think he got his job because of his dad. But I'm not sure he should have kept the job because of his dad. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Seth Mills has never been like, I don't understand why some people get jobs and they're not good at it. So some people get in because they uh it's not what you know is who you know, and sometimes it's your dad, like Scott Turner. Um, like Sam Mills. It's that uh what's it called? Nepotism. Yeah, it's it's a lot of that going around in, in the league and in all types of work environments and stuff, but I don't think that uh defensive line coach was doing anything. And, and I think Jeff Zaganina, whatever his name is, how you ever say it? I don't want I don't want to slaughter this one. That's the only time I'm gonna say it. But Jeff Z, yeah, right. Yeah, whatever. Jeff Z played defensive line. So I can understand he knows how to coach people to do certain things. It's like I don't understand why they didn't want uh they would he get a receivers coach. Who doesn't play receiver? I don't. I'm not sure who they got as receivers coach, but at one point when Art Monk was playing, his receivers coach was Charlie Taylor, who was the greatest receiver in Redskins history to this day. Still, greatest receiver in Redskins history, and Art Monk is number two. Yep. But you gotta have somebody who's played the level, played the high level. You can't have a bum trying to 
tell you how to play receiver and you ain't never accomplished nothing. Um, Sam Mills ain't never played in the league, Joe. His his junior, he never played in the league. He can watch and learn things like everybody else can. I can like watch and learn, tell you certain things that I see, but I can't coach you to do certain things because I don't know the ins and outs of playing the game. So that's what I'm saying. They need players to be better coaches. They need better coaches as players. Oh, they, you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. We know what you're saying. And, and, I, com- and I completely disagree with that. Some what? of the greatest minds didn't play the game. Uh, I think you have to be able to know what you're looking at and assess it properly that, more than anything. And the problem sounds like, from what I continue to hear from you guys and I'll continue to say it, is that these guys don't know how to put these guys in a position to be successful. I don't know if being a player, I don't know if being a player before, like I've, I've never played uh, on a college level, but I, I understand what I'm looking at and I see what works and what doesn't. Um, I'll say this though, Montez Sweat showing flashes is a good thing because he's needing to bounce back. And I think it's going to rise and fall on him. And then when the, when the other guy comes back, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how they look. You know what I'm saying? And I think it, it's it'll be a building. You know, like as much as I talk like the sky was falling after what happened today, you know, you do got to give these guys time to, you know, get in the swing of things. You know, that's why uh, what what uh, what the, what I guess said on the last show was very pre- was very real. You know, it's gonna after these first two to three weeks is gonna tell us everything that we need to know because if they can get some momentum. Then it can it can be favorable, but it still takes so much for the line to play well, for on both sides of the ball, for your for your running backs to hold on to the ball, you know, for your quarterback to get acclimated with these receivers. It's just a lot of missing pieces, or it's a lot of moving parts that you know we just don't know about at this point. So the defense, the guy who who a lot of you think you y'all are thinking could possibly have a twenty sack season though. If he's showing flashes already, that gives you hope. So. Well, Montez, Montez having a twenty-plus sack season would be great. That, but that still averages out to about one and a half, not even one and a half sacks. That's like less than one sack per game because we play seventeen of them. You know what I mean? But they, they. It also matters when you get them too. It matters when you. It does. It matters when you get them and and, and things like that. Let's flip to the offensive side of the ball real fast. Uh. And what I want to actually look at is this. We had only two starters playing, and some of our offensive line was on a pitch count today. Carson Wentz was only sacked one time. For the most part, he had really good um, really good protection. He had really good protection, right? And the one sack that he did give up, he looked like he could have escaped out, but then he doubled back, and and the, the double team that was there he pretty much ran right the opposite way of him and fell into the sack because it was uh, Armani and and um, uh, Cosme uh, double team in the defensive end. They pushed him upfield. Carson had the opportunity to slide out to the right, and instead of sliding out to the right, he tried to dip back and go back inside that to the left and ran right into the sack. How did you feel about our offensive line is what I really want to know. And Hawk TV was absolutely right. MG, MJ might be the greatest basketball player of all time, but he's a terrible GM. Facts. Those are those are straight facts. But <laughs> Well, I'm just saying. That's facts what he said. But, but how do you – Let me put this team together, and when they don't win, I'm going to come out of retirement and play with them, and then we win. No, 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 no. We're, not, we're not getting into that. We're not getting into that. How did you feel – about the offensive line today, uh, the offensive line played well, I guess. Um, that guy, um, um, Carrera or wherever the, Montero, he 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 gave up a, a, a big play. He he had a penalty, I remember. So yeah, yeah, he did. Montero did have a big. Uh, he had a holding penalty that that caused us a big play to come back, um, and we actually went backwards after that and killed that drive pretty much. Right. Uh, Don's point. There are a lot of nepotism and it needs to stop. Yeah. True. True. It don't help your team win. Um, so question. Also, yes, sir. How many how many um, series did, did uh, he actually play? Carson Wentz. What did he play? Three or four? Three. Three. Yeah. He was uh, uh, six for nine, 60, 64 yards. 
uh, 7.1 average, no TDs, no INTs. He uh, had a, a QB rating again, an 87.3. Now, if you if you multiply this out times four quarters, don't don't do that. It, don't. It's terrible. Those are terrible numbers. That's Those what I was actually numbers. getting. That's what I was actually getting at. Was I don't know if giving up a sack once out of three or four series in the preseason that's not cutting it. You need to make sure that guy is. First of all, they need to be getting the ball out anyway. He shouldn't have to be doing a bunch of step back, five step back drops to read. No, he needs to be quick outs. You're trying to get him into rhythm. You're trying to get a good feel for, hey, let's dump it into the running back's hands. Let's see what the tight ends got. Like, it just, schemes just seem dumb here. And it, it really frustrates me. Like, I, I just like to see execution at a certain point. Like, even, I like, like when I, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm with Don. So he, said, he said, execute them all. <laughs> no, I said execute them all. You no, but but you know what I'm saying? Like I'll watch I'll watch games where I don't have a vested interest and it'll still frustrate the life out of me when you just see guys making dumb penalties, when you see coaches putting players in bad positions. I'm like, come on, guys. Like, I don't understand where the disconnect comes in. You know what I'm saying? Like, how can we all sit on this show and see that this ain't working? But it's like they just keep doing it. Like, I don't get it. It's what the franchise does. They've been doing it for years, drafting people out of their position, drafting at one position and playing at another. Like they will draft a uh, unanimous All-American at defensive end and make him a linebacker. Not once, but twice. They did that with Brian Arakpo, and they also did that with Ryan Kerrigan. All right. Then you draft people who are wide receivers and stuff and try to make them running backs and wonder why they fumble going through holes when they're not used to running through holes. Hello? Yeah. It's a what? project thing. They always take it. They want to do some special thing and, ooh, look, we're smarter than everybody else. You never want to be the smartest in the room. Yeah. And they're never the smartest in the room. And it's not nope. just the coach staff. This is the franchise from the top down, Joe. They are yeah. arrogant and they are ignorant about their arrogance. And it's, it's a base of futility, yo, and mediocrity. They are, oh my God. It, watching this from the 80s and the Joe Gibbs era and seeing how the game is played, yo, the game is still played the same. Even though they they made different changes with the rules, the game is still the same, Joe. And these Bamas don't understand how to play fundamental football, Joe. Tackling. They don't go in practice, Joe. They don't do nothing hard. It's like doing the, was it, the uh, Jay Gruden era? The band wanted to play golf half the time, Joe. So their practice was cut short, and he'd go off to the golf course. This is a franchise has been garbage for years from the top down, Joe. I'm just somebody said, ever- somebody, somebody said 30 years, 30 years to be exact. And this is the best point. Put up Hawk TV. What he said to Paulie, you said that last season and we were terrible. Listen, I think we can all be fair here and say certain teams can take it easy in preseason. And you could just keep pushing it off to the next preseason game. And then you can say, well, practice is where you get it right. And then if you still keep getting it wrong, you can say, oh, we'll just figure it out at some point. Let's just stop the cap. This team cannot afford to not start figuring stuff out and putting some good days together and start putting some good – plays together on the field and have season. to start <laughs> exactly because when is it going to happen because if, if this is the by and large the same team with the exceptions of adding in a quarterback making a few draft positions you know drafting a few uh need positions what type of success can you really expect i just don't want to keep having this same conversation it's like it's like me coming every single year and, and no matter what happens with the Cowboys, and I say, we're going to the Super Bowl, how about you <laughs> shut up? Because it's not real. Right. No, we're not <laughs> going to the Super Bowl. It's delusional. Uh, Ron O'Neill said, Wentz holding the ball too long. He said, he said uh, Wentz holding on the ball too long. And then Gunny Man said, maybe they went to the game with, hey, we working on five-step drops today. Possible, right? And well, – and- but even still, even even if they did go in saying we're working on five step drops today, for the most part, you gave up one sack because he doubled back the wrong way. So you got a good coaching point out of it, and you probably did get that good work out of your five step drops today. And now you get to look at back. Now you get to look back at it and be like, 
this person was open because I remember he hit uh he hit uh Curtis Samuels on a crossing route, but the crossing route behind Samuels was the one that was wide open, you know, and that's the angle I had it from, you know. So he hit Samuels, but he missed the, the one behind him that was wide open running by itself. So now you got that on tape when you can say, look, you had a clean pocket, no need to rush it. Don't lock in on Samuels when you got Armani Rogers on a deep crosser coming wide open. Uh, and then uh, what did, what did uh, Hawk TV say? Come on, man. We need Polly to call out the, uh, the squad again. Um, Don, you're not in practice, Joe. Wentz tries to score 12 points TDs on every play. Hey, Wink. All right. So he said Wentz tries to score a 12-point TD on every play, LOL. But then I'm also wondering, I'm also wondering, you're working on five-step drops in the game where you're supposed to be working on plays to get prepared for the regular season. But maybe those plays call for five-step drops for, for deep crossers, right? Because a crossing I, route take time. I agree. I guess I just don't under like. I just think that's a poor, that's a poor thing to state. Like it, it just ain't. I don't know, man. I just don't like. I don't like living on on clouds with where I think skittles pop out of them because it, it doesn't really exist. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Like at some point we gotta. You're gonna think that you're gonna think it's a skittle, but it's gonna be a hell, a piece of hell. It'll knock you out. Like you gotta be real here. So this is not cloudy with a chance of meatballs. No, nah, man, you ain't gonna be able to eat what's falling. This is more like you think they tell you it's chocolate pudding, but it's really no, bull. no. no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we gonna focus on the wide receivers real fast because um, if we keep. Six wide receivers. Here's the question for you guys. Six wide receivers. What are the six wide receivers you're keeping? Um, I, I I think that that final position comes down to uh, a- Alex Erickson, and Dak, Dak Mill, Dak Mill, uh, because you got to keep that extra tight end. Um, so ju- I'm just going to run it down real fast according to catches, okay? Alex Erickson with three receptions on three targets, 44 yards. Antonio Gibson, well, he's a running back. Dak Mills, four receptions, four uh, targets, 37 yards. Terry, two and two targets, 27 yards. Eli Wolf, we had a Wolf sighting at the field today. Um, Late game. Uh, two for 25. Uh, Cam Sims, two for 23. Jahan Dodson, two for 23. Uh, Reggie Bonifano, one for 10. Curtis Samuels, two for 10. And Deami Brown, two for nine. And Taylor Heineke seems to love trying to get Cam's, uh, Cam Sims knocked out. And he just doesn't like throwing the ball to Deami <laughs> Brown. <laughs> uh, Michelle Martin, uh, three reception or three targets, zero receptions. And McGowan, I think we think those two are camp bodies. They're cut, as Polly would say, they are cut. So give me your six wide receivers that we're keeping. Do it in the chat as well. Six wide receivers. You got your first, your top three is definitely going to be uh, Terry McLaurin. You got Curtis Samuel. You got Jahan Dotson. You got to keep uh, Cam Sims. You got to be like your fourth receiver. Um, there's somebody I'm forgetting, but I know Dax, I, Milne. Dax Milne. I think it's like it's like the fifth or sixth guy. Okay, mm-hmm. and well, uh, Erickson, if he if there's a seven spot, I can't think. If somebody else, I think no, we no, need no. To... You've only said you've only I, had five I, so far. So Diami's who you thinking about? Diami. Yeah, Diami. They're gonna keep Diami Brown for some reason. And yeah, Dax Milne be number five. So be the last guy on, on the list. Yeah. Dax Milne's. All right, I'm gonna give you mine, and then I'll let you go. Ant, all right. Uh, of course, you got Terry. You got Terry, Curtis, and uh, Hawk TV, I see your question. I'm going to come to it here in a second. You got uh, Terry, um, Curtis, Curtis Samuels. You got uh, Jahan Dotson, and then you got De'Ami Brown. I think he's the fourth wide receiver. Cam Sims is five. And then uh, I like uh, Dak as number six as well. Uh, I like what he brings in the punt return, and that's why he's sticking around. And number seven for me is definitely probably uh, – 
Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go Erickson as number seven, but I we can't with with the tight end situation the way it is. Um, what you got? Um, what you got, Ant? Yeah, in no particular order, but Sim, Samuel, Milne, McLaren, Doxon, and De'Ami Brown as well, which I don't know why he said for no reason, because I, I think he showed promise. Uh, and, and I think we talked about that when we covered the receivers earlier in the year, is that he just, you know, was he? I don't know if he was hurt or whatever the problem was, but or that they kept rotating him off the field. Because he's not yeah. good. Well, Cam <laughs> Sims, you don't but, think Cam Sims is? No, you talking about De'Ami Brown, right? I'm talking about De'Ami Brown. Oh, okay, my bad. But, yeah. but, but see, this is my thing. Once again, you guys never fail to, to not talk about how they're not using these guys properly. So, you know, I, I think those are the six guys. And, but, I, you know, you don't know if Samuel is going to stay healthy, you know, as he, like, he's just a question mark. So one of those guys that are on the bubble, you, you, you know, hopefully you can put them on your practice squad. And, you know, you know how that all that kind of works, just having as many bodies possible to, to kind of roll in there. So, I think I think or, that Diami go down. or if Curtis Samuel gets hurt again, they could always just plug in Antonio Gibson in that splat because that's all he they want to do with him anyway. Is running when they do when they run with uh your boy Curtis Samuel, it's a bunch of project plays for the most part, or little little jet sweeps and stuff like that. When he was in the what in the game last year, this year he's he fumbled splat, but I think they could put Antonio. Gibson. In this spot, yeah, really? he got. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something. If, if you just like, just like what what, what C. Wall said to us, man, you put Terry, Jahan, and Curtis Samuels on the field at the same time. That is four, 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 three speed and better. Oh, I think four, four, because I think Jahan Dawson runs a four, four. That's four, four speed and better. You tell me a secondary that's keeping up with that, and then. Think about this. If you put the fourth wide receiver on the field at that time, being De'Ami Brown, which I think, and I said it on, on Corey's uh, stream today, that um, for some reason Taylor Heineke cannot. It's it's just not possible. It's like some error code that allows him to connect with De'Ami Brown. But Carson Wentz has a much stronger arm. Today you saw him go deep, and it wasn't – him, I, you know, everybody was like, well, he he, he got butterfingers. No, the DB knocked the ball away. Good play. That wasn't Carson Wentz. That was Sam Howell. That was Sam Howell. But I'm saying Carson Wentz has the arm to get it there for his get it speed. There. I see. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Right. So that's why he sticks around. And we see something better out of him this year. Man, just because you fast don't mean you're going to make it in the league, man. Just because you got this 4-2, 4-3 speed don't mean you're going to make it, Joe. It's a lot of guys who came in as – 10 round for top 10 picks and didn't make it because it was just super daggone fast. He wasn't no great receiver. Dude. That's more me, prevalent now than ever. Put me in the game, coach. Please. Did you just say speed don't matter because you can run fast? When the Cheetahs started in the league, he ran one route deep and they taught him the rest later. You can argue the same about Miko Hartman. They taught him the rest later. Go deep. You can outrun anybody in the league. Speed kills. Knock Who was your the head. guy for the Raiders? Who was the guy for the Raiders? Oof. You hey. know what I'm talking about. Tavon He's Austin? a Raiders fan. He's a Raiders fan. No, no, no. I'm talking about the, that y'all drafted high. No. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No. Slow down. Tavon Austin was fast, wasn't he? Didn't he go top 10? Ain't he some trash? Still in the league. He's still, it's still league. Where's he? Bills is the number two slide guy. You're absolutely right. He's a, he's on his what? What fourteen or something like that now? So what? He's still in the Bears in the and top. He's made plays, and he's made plays in the league. You're, don't trash Tavon Austin because he's the he's a, first of all he's a little slot guy who also does punt return and a bunch of other stuff. He's not a bad player, but you, you don't draft him high though. He's not a wide receiver. Was it, was it Ted again? Look at that. Tay again saved his career because he was fast. He led my he left Miami and not and and is not but, but can somebody can somebody in the chat help me? Who was the guy that the Raiders drafted high that was a bust, essentially? But he ran like a four two. Darius Hayward Bay. Hayward Bay. He hey, hey, the door. We're not bringing up he bad op- Maryland products. 
No, 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 no. But I'm saying he was a guy who opened the door. The Raiders opened the door by drafting guys for speed alone with that guy. And it's now no, that's what we no, see. Who was his quarterback, too? That's way in the past, Joe. Yeah, but who was, was his quarterback? Did he have a quarterback that at that time? In the 70s, though. That, yeah. that didn't start with, with Derrick Haywood Bay. Nope. He was the most recent product of that, that old scheme. They was well, I wasn't Bell. around in the 70s. I understand. I'm just educating you because it happened years ago, way hey. before I was even around this joint. Yeah. Cliff was the man. He just got in the Hall of Fame for that. All right. They, they, Bay, he was, well, if that's the case. He wasn't a bum, man. Look, look, look. Haywood Bay was saved in Pittsburgh. There is Haywood Bay. Is Haywood Bay was saved in Pittsburgh with Ben Roethlisberger as his quarterback? He ended so. up being decent. Haywood Bay ended up being decent after he left the Raiders. You have to have. The Raiders were a trash organization back then, too, though. Yeah, you got to have a quarterback. Randy Moss looked like trash. All right, I, I get it. Yeah, you got to have a quarterback to get you the ball. So, um, I, for the quarterback I, to get you the ball. That's right. I do see Diami getting better, but for right now, if his best route is a go route, and you have Terry and and Jahan or or what's name on the on the field with you at the same time, then yeah. Uh, you told me that that Deion Brown at any point last year should have been starting over Cam Sin. No cool. way, no way. <laughs> that's that, not that's, a cool comment. That the, wink, a wink, <laughs> wink. That is was, not a cool comment. Uh, hey, a uh, hundred uh, and something in the car too. He was doing a hundred and something in the yeah, car as well. He's he double fast, huh? Double fast in the car. He he was faster in the car. Yeah. Uh, just because oh, you fast, you need to be on the field, Joe. Because, like I said, De'Ami Brown was not better than Cam Sims, Joe, at all, at any point. He what caught like what twelve passes last year and started yeah. almost every game. But, but, oh, but I, I actually said I'm gonna do it. This I said I'm gonna do it. I'm, I'm, I'm literally going to take Taylor Heineke out of the situation because this year we have a quarterback with a strong arm that she'll be able to get him the ball when he put him on them goal routes, build that young man's confidence up, and let's see what we got. Speed kills. And let's hope that on in week one, we put speed on the field at all positions, including tight end, and we come out and bludgeon some people. Like we we singing the, the terrible fight song left and right here. So that's that's just how Is I that like in Jacksonville? It's in Washington. And, and so Washington. Well, it's, okay. yeah, it's at, Washington, okay. Washington will be at home. Yes, sir. L. <laughs> Sorry, Don. Man. Yeah, Don. You, 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 Don. <laughs> Did you just you, kick you, our guest off Don, the show? Don, Don, Don's hanging out backstage right now. Man. What, what? He kicked the guest <laughs> off the show, yo. Did he say we're going to lose week one? Just because Jacksonville was garbage last year. You, we make you think. The Washington's gonna beat them when they was only won seven games last year Listen, with a poorest defense. Dude, they was thirty first in third down defense, yo. Seriously, yo. And now and Jacksonville has a better coach, and he knows how to cultivate an organization. Organization. You see, the same coach that took the Eagles to the Super Bowl. Not saying Jacksonville is doing that, but Jacksonville is already a better team because Urban Meyer's gone. Yes. Yeah. Don't but, think that Jacksonville is going to be some some uh, slow walkover joint. No, man. I just said that. I said that, I said that. I said that earlier. I said that Jacksonville is is not going to be an easy out. We just got them first before they start to get themselves on a roll. Before they learn what winning is about. See, sometimes your schedule breaks the right way for you. We got Cleveland at the end of the year when Deshaun Watson will have already been back for like four games three or four games, somewhere right there. It depends on how your schedule breaks. Would you rather face Deshaun Watson or Jacoby Brissett? Well, it just happens for us that we got Jacksonville week one, and if he don't have his team ready for week one like we never do, we can get a victory. They not going to be an easy out week one or week two. Thing is, the game is bigger than quarterbacks. Quarterbacks are important, yes, but this is a team game. And a lot of people put – too much credit, give too much credit for the quarterback for the wins and losses of the entire team, no matter what the outcome is. I mean, you got a guy who could throw for, I don't know, 25 touchdowns in, uh, in like, what, 4,000 yards almost every year, and they call him trash. But he's played with, what, the 17th, well, not 17th, the 26th ranked defense two years, 23rd another year, uh, 27th again another year, and, and, and he's call him trash 
Are you just, talking about Kirk Cousins? He's just Kirk Cousins, who threw for what, 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 thirty some odd touchdowns last year and seven interceptions. They call him trash when they had a, a garbage defense, dude. It's more than just the quarterbacks. It's more than just the quarterbacks. It is no, 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 it is no, no dump truck, Don. That's not true. Kirk Cousins is trash, okay? And it's about time y'all stop. Here goes the word again. Lamenting over that guy because he will not get it done. Some stupid guy who on FS1 predicted those guys to win, what, four, go win 14 games or something based off of what? Kirk Cousins throws up before big games. He's the white Willie Beeman. He's not about to be he, – he's not good. But he, robbed, really the, but he robbed the, the bank, though. It's the team. Hey, he stay robbing the bank and getting away he with it with no ski mask on at all. He'd be like, the guy who threw for four everything. With, with who was your receiver? No, he doesn't even do that. When he was in Washington his last year, his leading receiver, I think, was um, I can't remember the guy's name because they cut Deshaun Jackson. They didn't sign Deshaun Jackson. They didn't sign uh, Pierre Garçon. They had uh, Josh Doxon out that joint. All right. They had uh, uh, with no running game. They had Fat Rob running the ball. All right. You had a guy who threw 4,000 yards with no running game to, and no defense. All right. The dude put up. What else stellar- do you do if you he don't have a running player. game or defense? He is a good player, but you cannot blame him solely for the losses on that team when their defense couldn't stop a, a nosebleed. All right. Have, this we, have not- we ever stopped the thing? Dude's better than you think he is. All right. Look, I'm feeling analogies today, okay? Uh-oh. You grew up across the street from a crack house, right? No, no. let's not say that. I, no, I, I, let's, I, let's not say that. Hold on. Let's not say that. Okay. Listen, all I'm saying, I'll, I won't even give you an analogy because I, I want to keep it uh, above the brown. But listen. Say what listen. you want to say. No, no, no. For other reasons. Not because I – it'll be a good analogy. But anyway, the bottom line is this. What else is he supposed to do if he doesn't have a running game and the defense is bad? Can I say a la Tony Romo? You're going to throw for a lot of yards. And it's gonna you're gonna have big wins, you're gonna have big losses, you're gonna have five touchdowns in a game, and then sometimes you're gonna have three picks. That's the nature of it. So him throwing for four thousand yards doesn't mean he's this great quarterback. He's always been second. That's why they drafted Robert, then they drafted him. It's just that simple. He's a decent guy, but he's never gonna get you over the top, and he's shown us that over and over again. We're not talking about a uh, a guy on his rookie contract anymore. This guy has had several contracts and got paid for a long time. And he's and when he got there, he still had great receivers and a Just great got running an extension. Game. And Just had got a an great extension. and had a great defense in Minnesota. And he so had all of us. And so he now what's the blame? When is, is Lamar Jackson? So what's your point? You said and what? He's got the same amount of playoff wins as Lamar Jackson. That's my point. And Lamar Jackson's been in the league for how long? But Lamar Jackson's been a league MVP. Has Kirk Cousins ever been a league MVP? Thank you. It, you talking about Kirk Cousins has never been a league MVP. Wins and losses. Well, I'm trying to see what your point was in saying that Lamar Jackson is way better. Blame the quarterback for all the wins and losses. It's a no, team game. Not, it's a team what, game. What, the defense has a lot of fault in that if they can't stop nobody, Joe. Oh, okay, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Linda's up, in the Linda? house and she's bragging. Okay. She's a chief. Okay, Don. Yes. Let me tell you this. Let me ask you this. Put, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying he's the greatest thing ever, but I'm saying put Dak Prescott, put Patrick Mahomes, put Aaron Rodgers on Minnesota. How far do they go? They might do the same. I don't know. I don't know. They, as far they as go further take than what they go for, they still go further than what Kirk than where Kirk Cousins takes them, and and we just got to admit that. Listen, think about this, okay? If Kirk Cousins is so great, why Nobody couldn't he beat the Cowboys without? If he's so good, if he's so serviceable, why couldn't he beat the Cowboys without freaking Dak Prescott? He didn't play Dak Prescott. He played exactly. the Dallas defense. Come on, man. What I'm so what I'm saying is, as much as I don't think Dak is the guy, he's still the best option that we have, and and we're considerably better when he plays. With him, to, with there being a backup in the game, we still went in there 
and beat them no problem. Because their defense had, was trash. Their defense was, was trash. Like, you know, you realize that the game was like 17 to 6 or something like that, right? The, the defense was trash last year, right? Statistically, they were ranked at the bottom of the league. Yes, I, I, right? I think it's I think I think when players don't perform, depending on who the players are, it's easy to blame the coaches. That's what I think happened. Blame the coaches. All of us. I don't think all of a sudden Zimmer was a terrible coach. Zimmerman was a terrible coach. I don't think that. I just Zimmer don't. Over over time, just. All right. I mean, Defense apart, okay. Or or when you got a guy like Kirk Cousins, you're just gonna plateau, and that's just what it is. Well, hey, listen, great debate. Make sure y'all catch up with us on Tuesday when we have uh, – wait. Oh, we got Jamal Burks on Tuesday from In the Bunker with Jamal Burks podcast. He'll be coming on. Uh, he's doing great work with uh, CBS and uh, some, some other affiliates. He's going to break down – the Atlanta Falcons on Tuesday with us with uh say it's not here so we can tell y'all now we got uh we're gonna look at the Falcons in depth and we'll also have the the final word on this game after we are out of our raw emotions about what we just saw versus the Chiefs say hey you know we appreciate each and every one of y'all for sticking with us and staying in the chat thank y'all for supporting first ring podcast make sure y'all hit that like button don't forget to download that Bet Rivers app or go to www.betrivers.com. So, you know, we call it an OG classic because we get in and we get out. Deuces. We're going to see y'all. Hey, when am I going to have my little thing I say? What do you say? That's what I'm saying. We ain't talked about it. Oh, no. Nah.